I understand that. So for me, I just felt like someone had to kind of bridge the gap. Someone had to kind of bring the, you know, bring the disconnect back to connect because there's a very huge disconnect there because of the lack of um, the conversation being had. What is up, our fellow Legacy Ninjas? It's a powerful thing when you tap in and realize no matter how big or how small your audience, your following is, you can make an impact. You have a message, you have a story that's meant to be shared that somebody else needs as it is a gift to be shared. If you shy away from the ability to impact the lives of others, you end up missing out on making the biggest impact that you could ever make because you tap in and by being present. Within this episode, Patrick and I actually had the pleasure to interview Snipe Life just to hear his passion, his drive to provide a platform to give a voice to others that may not have a voice or may be overlooked because of what society thinks or what society has view-wise. When you get somebody that's passionate and understands the power of the platform, it becomes unstoppable and then it's a matter of finding people that come with you along the journey to go make that impact, to go impact the lives of others that may not have been impacted before. So within the episode, Snipe talks about having the passion and the courage for whatever that is for yourself, forgetting what others think because we have the situation where sometimes we allow the the views and the opinions of others to stop us from tapping in and making that true impact and then the power of the support system so those are just a few things that snipe talks about within this episode so other than that enjoy the episode take the time really to think about what it is for you that you have the passion for and understand you have a platform to go impact somebody else and make a bigger impact in the world because you showed up and you were present. What's really crazy, I think, that you and I have learned through the podcast life, right, is just you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Good morning. Peace, brothers. What's going on? How you doing, man? All right, all right, man. Happy to be here. Hey, we're uh, we're super excited to have you here and uh, and join us this morning, uh, Snipe Life. I just want to just dive right in, just so we have maximum amount of time. Uh, but we are live here on Facebook as well. Um, yeah. We'll also be uh, tra- transforming this into a podcast. But real quickly, if you wouldn't mind, Snipe Life, just kind of giving us a rundown uh, as to all the different things that you do, man. Because I'm looking at this list and I'm like, I'm, I'm super. Oh, yeah, that's a fact, man. You know, first and foremost, you know, the most dear thing to me is, you know, being an advocate. You know what I'm saying? More than the music. You know, surprisingly for maybe for some people that do know me as an artist, advocating for my son and a million others like him. Like one of my favorite things right now. So Warrior Dad is probably top on the list, followed by, obviously, I'm an MC. I don't like to tag rapper. Rappers just like a guy you just kind of give a startup kit to, a pair of tight jeans, a chain, and a chick, and that's a rapper. I more like to paint pictures vividly that that make you want to go back and listen to later. I pride myself on being an MC coming from an elite camp, 
of legends. You know what I mean? I've had my hand in a few other things. You know, maybe we could jump into or not. But, um, you know, that's that's really where my passion is right now, being an MC, being an advocate. In New York, though, you know, gambling is legal now. Um, I actually used to be a bookie in my past life. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I actually run a sports betting website now. That's another pastime of mine. I love sports. I have a few cool relationships with a few athletes in the league. So keeps me ant, keeps me motivated. Love it, man. You know, I think a lot of times people, uh, and maybe you've heard this term, uh, maybe people said this to you, but mm-hmm. a lot of times they're like, man, you do too much, right? right? You do a lot of different things. You got your hands in so many different jars. How do you do it all? You know, but for me, I mean, really early, I learned that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Right. You go. Plus, when you like what you do, a lot of it doesn't feel like work. So you can, you can take on more stuff. But kudos to you, man. I, I think this coffee mug is very <laughs> uh, relevant. It's no doubt. Harder than an <laughs> ugly stripper. <laughs> That's um, Who works harder than that? <laughs> <laughs> so my wife happened to see that and get that for me the other day. I had a good laugh oh. about that. But no, I respect. I respect the grind. I respect the hustle. You know. One of the things that when I first heard about your story, when I first heard about the movement that you've been a part of being a warrior dad, because I myself am a warrior dad, right? Brother. Mm -hmm. And so for your industry as an MC, right? I know that for a lot of times for a lot of hip hop artists, rappers, MCs, musicians in general, you know, it's a platform to then be able to get to the things that they maybe really want to do, right. To be able to to give back and things like that. So how are you able to integrate, especially for a topic that a lot of, uh, a lot of artists, especially in the rap game may not be able to really convey or kind of go that route or would even touch that. Right. Right. I mean, that's the uniqueness of the situation that actually drives me. We do have MCs that are very influential to the culture that um, for whatever, you know, their reasons are, you know, they choose not to really touch on it as often and they're affected by it. As a parent, though, one thing that I always like to give the benefit of the doubt to is that every parent isn't ready to have the conversation, regardless of uh, what you do as a profession, you know, because parenting, you can't put parenting with being an MC or being, you know, uh, any type of entrepreneur, like parenting is something that's on its own. And when you are a parent of a special needs child, it brings different layers of defense, you know, defense mechanisms. You know, um, a lot of parents are very defensive about it. And I understand that. So for me, I just felt like someone had to kind of bridge the gap. Someone had to kind of bring the you know, bring the disconnect back to connect because there's a very huge disconnect there because of the lack of um, the conversation being had. And being as hip hop is a culture, one of the number one genres that influences the world, you know, this is a perfect platform, you know, to actually advocate and to speak on these things. So, you know, I just pride myself on having the courage to do it because it takes a lot of courage because you let people in and the the internet and the world could be so cold. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Yeah. It's a gamble, but you know, when you are passionate about something and when you stand for something, then, you know, your principles overrule what someone else might think. So here we are hip hop album. I have a whole hip hop album and I've stood on sold out 
stages and I and I've talked to special needs parents specifically in the middle of my set. People looking at me like, oh, what is he? What is he doing? The DJ's trying to and I'm telling the DJ, no, hold it, hold it. Like, no, we, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Like, you know what I mean? And again, it's just it's just the courage and just thinking about my son. My son is nonverbal. You know, autism has so many different dynamics, so many yeah, different levels. Yeah. It's a spectrum. And uh, we have high functioning kids, you know, and we have low functioning kids and all in between. And my son is somewhere in between. He's not fully verbal to the point where he can have a fluid conversation. And just for the record, nonverbal, when a parent says that their child is nonverbal, because I've been seeing this a lot, nonverbal does not mean that their child is mute. It just means that the nonverbal just means that they cannot hold a fluent conversation as such as we're doing. But they understand everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that's just kind of where it was based off of me feeling like I had to be his voice. I had to speak up for him. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that he's cool. He's awesome. So are our other kids, all of our kids, you know, and it got to start somewhere. So, you know what I mean? Well, it's interesting because uh, as I was going through the IG page, looking at different posts, seeing the story that's being shared, the first question that I have is for somebody like you, Snipe, that where you're at in your life, when you were uh, told about the diagnosis for your son, right. how did that resonate or where did your mind go to when you received that diagnosis information? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that really spoke volumes was there was a post that you're like, I'm tired of not sitting back. I'm tired of not showing up. I want to show up and let people in. But it's a scary thing because what are people going to say? Like you said, the internet online world is really cruel cold sometimes but hearing you stand up and say i'm i'm tired of this i'm going to speak up and i'm going to show up is a huge thing because that's what we're passionate about is people speaking up sharing their story their mission so when you think about that the diagnosis piece and then get into that point where like i'm done let me show up let me give that val uh, that platform to allow somebody else to have a voice what was that for you how was that for you man um you know for the record I've been I've been on this journey now for about 15 years. Right. So 15 years ago, you know, um, we got the diagnosis. Obviously, I think like the average parent, you know, denial, defensive, depressed, disappointed. You know, I'm an athlete, played many sports as a child, very eloquent with words. So my first, I guess my first reaction is like, you know, this is my offspring. You know, he came from me. This is my DNA. How can this be? Like, look at me. You know what I mean? I really want to give the flowers, though. I want to give the flowers to my lady, to his mom. You know, she's the reason why I actually am so inspired because I watched her as a mom. A lot, unfortunately, a lot of our special needs parents don't have both parents, um, kids. A lot of our special needs kids don't have both parents. I was just blessed to have a, for, for my son to have a mom that was so passionate from the gate. Like she wasn't hearing it from the gate. It wasn't no moment of denial for her. It was like, oh, it's go time. Let me, let me strap my boots up because this is my baby and I'm going to go all out for him. And I've seen her in the meetings. I've seen her break down in the tears. I'm very prideful. I'm a stubborn guy. You know, I'm a tough guy. You know what I mean? To see that, it kind of broke me because mm. she's she's just as tough as me. I have a whole nother story uh, with my lady that 
that deserves its own topic. But mm -hmm. she comes from a certain cloth. Let me tell you, she comes from a certain cloth. And to see that, it broke me and built me back up at the same time. Yeah. So I say that to say the first, I want to say the first year and a half, year to year and a half, I was mostly hands-on with them more than mom because mom was working, you know, mom ran a business. She had to get back to it. And, you know, I'm kind of entrepreneur, you know, MC, I'm kind of in between gigs. So, you know, I'm like at home, dad, like holding, you know what I mean? Seeing his development to this day. It's like, like my son is probably more closer to me than his mom, like no funny stuff, but because those earlier parts, like, it was dad showing them how to walk and all of this stuff. Right. So I say that to say, I never like shied away from the responsibility on a personal front. It just took a while for me to let the world in because, and I'm pretty sure as a dad, you can relate to this, the stairs, you know, people just looking like what's wrong with him. You know, my son having a meltdown falling on the street. You know, I'm from New York city. An average day and in a nice sunny day, there's a million people outside. Right, right. And New York is a city that everybody's in a rush to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. New Yorkers, we're in a rush, even when we ain't got nowhere to go. So just imagine, you know, afternoon, the kid is on the floor, he's wailing. It's a million people walking by, they're looking at you like, do something. Like, you know, get him off the floor. He's just acting obnoxious. You know, it's the stairs, it's the looks. I, that part I wasn't ready for at first, you know, but um, it just it, it just again. Not to drag it, but for me, I think my turning point was. My son coming home from school. He's just wild. Don't even know what's going on. He's wilding. I, I can remember vividly sitting on his bed next to him. You know, and I, I've had different emotions, anger, you know, like. But this particular day, I don't remember when or what was the day, but there was this one day where I'm sitting there and I'm just watching him. And he's sitting on the bed, he just got off the bus from school and he's he's going crazy. Like he has a routine. Our kids, they have to stick to their routine. If you miss one thing, it's going to come back to bite you in the behind because they're not going to let it go. You're right. And, right. 100%. And, and, and my son... His thing was he needed to get an ice cream every day he got off the bus. <laughs> so the day that the ice cream truck was not there, mm -mm. he doesn't understand that. Right. He just wants his, he wants what he wants because he knows that's what he usually do. Now he's going crazy. Now I get him upstairs. I'm sitting there on the bed and I'm watching. And, and something just came over me that day. It was like, damn, he's trying to express himself, right? But it's not reaching us. So it's frustrating him. So I picture myself being in a foreign land where no one speaks English. And I'm speaking perfect English. And I'm trying to communicate with these people. And they just keep looking at me like this. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm telling them. The whole world Can you just imagine? As an adult, can you just imagine how frustrating that would be? So just imagine your child. You know what I mean? And he can't get the words out. But I can hear I can hear it in the sounds that he's making. He's talking. He's trying. And that day just said, you know what? 
I gotta go hard for him. I gotta, cause he knows. Like he knows what he wants. He knows it's just that barrier. He can't get it out, and that's the frustrating. So that's where you get in the jurgens. You know, parents. You know, jurgens when they that's where they because they trying to talk, and then the stemming. You know, the stemming is either calming him. Or it's, it's exciting. Something is something like it's so cool or so fun that he sees or she sees that they're just stemming crazy. Or sometimes they're so overwhelmed that they stem to calm themselves. So I'm just noticing all of these things as I'm learning. And that was the day that I made up my mind. I said, you know what? I'm going super hard. I'm going. Everybody's going to know I'm going to be out there. I don't care what nobody says. I was like really on some, I'm prepared. I worked out. I was getting right. I'm ready to fight the whole world. Like that's how <laughs> I felt. I'm, I'm a warrior. I'm yeah, ready to go to war now for Let's my go, son. Yeah. So, yeah. so it started with just having conversations with my friends because anybody that knows me in the real life knows that I've always had my kids with me outside. Since they were kids, you see me outside. I come through the hood. You know, I'm in New York. We come through the hood. My son is with me. I got my son outside. So I started to have the conversation and it just, you know, and then it just, it just went, it just went from there, man. And just like one day I just looked up and it's like, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like for real. That's awesome. What I love about this, right? Even just now talking about, I see the passion coming out from you, right? With everything kind of re-going through it, even though you've, you've been doing this for 15 years, right? I think when I first got that diagnosis was kind of the first time that I realized that, I mean, when you have your child, especially your son as a father, right? Again, when you play sports and you have that stuff, you just, you have ideas of what you want your son to do. Right. And I think that you also, when you get the diagnosis, you find out that you have a huge kryptonite in your life for the first time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. And you mm-hmm. realize that there isn't anything that you wouldn't do at that point, but then to hear, because in your mind, no matter what happens, you know, your kid is perfect to you. Mm, Right. The minute that somebody else says, well, against standards, your child, your son is not perfect. Mm, And they don't directly say it, but that's how you feel. Uh Immediately. night, All all of a sudden gets so huge where it almost kills you inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I died. I, I don't, I'm on my third chapter in a different life. I done died a hundred times. Trust me. <laughs> exactly what you mean by that. But like you said, you know, as you start to learn and understand, you know, I think custom or a traditional world basically turns around and puts us all in the box as you all learn this way. And right. what come to find out is that kids on the spectrum, if, if we just go to them instead, and then we learn about how they operate and how, and and again, you look at all the people that have been documented that probably was on the spectrum that was undiagnosed, misdiagnosed. Right? Yeah. And a lot of them are just, you know, I mean, we can talk about Thomas Edison, Tesla, right? All these guys, all these inventors, all these guys who focus on just being good at the one, one thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times mm-hmm. if we understand that, then we, we know how to better work with the kids on the spectrum and, a lot of times they're still teaching us even more because they focus on just the one thing. Right. And so um, like you talked about uh, also with the routines, my son, I remember one night, I was probably like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I thought I heard something downstairs in the kitchen. I'm like, I don't know. So I get up in the morning and I go down there and there's a butter knife and it's kind of in the, this little circle that holds all these things. 
and there's one butter knife in there that's got all of this grape jelly inside. Mm-hmm. And what happened was in his mind, he, uh, cause we would get up and we'd make these peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And so he would see me wash them. And for, in his mind, he didn't see me wash. He went off or whatever. And so he was like, Oh, I gotta go make a sandwich, but I gotta clean it off or put it back. Mm-hmm. So he went and found it, thought he washed it, you know, just put it under some water and, and all that stuff. And then put it back where, where it was supposed to be. But in his right. mind, he couldn't sleep comfortably until he knew it was there. Exactly. Exactly. So, no competitive nature. And that's the thing, the, the, the consistency. Mm. It's, it's unmatched. It's a, it's a new level of consistency. Like my son will stay on something. He won't let it. He won't let it breathe. Like, you know, we'll be like, all right, we'll take a break. He don't want to break. And my son is a visual learner. Mm. So he doesn't want you to sit down and explain. He wants to see it happen. And then he wants to take it and he wants to he wants to du- duplicate it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, man, just amazing levels that our kids can reach, you know. Um, and, and one thing that you said is very important. I don't want people to to overlook that. Instead of trying to create a curriculum for them to fit in, we need to create a curriculum that they allow us for themselves to fit in. It's not let them into our world and navigate. It's we have to get into their world. You know, we have to learn them. I learned everything. Man, the number one thing, and I'm pretty sure you can agree, the number one thing that I've learned from my son is patience. (laughs) Man. Man. (laughs) You know, so. But you know what's really cool is, and this was kind of like, I guess the way that I felt is when I, when I really got to understand how my son operated, right? I remember us going to get a test and, the, you know, the doctor was asking like, hey, how many, what, what shape is this, right? And just by looking at it, he knew it was like a, a hexagon or a heptagon or what octagon, right? And he just could tell by looking at it, right? For me, I'm like counting all the sides. I'm like, yeah, that's right. But as soon as the doctor said, what's, a, what's another word for pebble? And he's like, I don't know. You know, and so at that point, it was kind of like a light switch just to know that for him, certain concepts are exactly as they are to him. And in his mind, there's going to be nothing else that replaces that. Right. It makes no sense for this to be a pebble when it's actually a rock. Right. But to also understand like, hey, shapes, colors, all those things make sense. And he can do anything you want with those. And so it almost feels like when you unlock that and you understand that with your own child right? because you had to work so hard to understand and get that. That's a bond that is really hard to break. That's a bond. Like you said, you know, your son being closer to you because you had to spend that time to develop and understand those skills. But it also is like, you, you feel like that you have a bond that parents don't have with their kids. Not saying that they don't have this special bond because everybody does, but because you know what you had to go through, to be able to have have, a conversation, (laughs) you know what I mean? Absolutely. I agree totally with that. The other thing too, as I was going through uh, the IG page, you had received an award and part of the copy that you're putting in the description, you actually talked about the impact of having other parents come up to you with tears in their eyes and just to like from an outsider and kind of understanding the impact of your story, the impact of putting out that bigger vision, that bigger mission, when that took place for you and you get the, the feedback that people are listening and people are desperate to have somebody that's there for them, that's leading that charge. When that took place for you, 
what did that do for you in regards to leveling up and saying, okay, time to go really super hard because it sounds like you've already tapped into that, but now you're going to that next level. So when you got that feedback, what was that for you that tapped into the next level for whatever it was for your craft and your art? Yeah, man, that was a surreal moment for me. It let me know like I was doing, I was on something again, you know, putting yourself out there has its risks but it also has its rewards, you know, and depending on which the way your principles are set up as a person, you know, one or the other is going to motivate you. Yeah. For me, it was more like, wow, somebody is listening. Somebody actually is going, cause you know, at, at, up until those moments before the feedback, it's really an assumption. Like, you know, you, you throw in the dart in the dark, hoping that, <laughs> you know, because you, you don't know what you, you haven't gotten the feedback yet. So only thing you could do is tell it from according to what you, you know, you see your standpoint, what you feel. But then to have somebody come up and share that with you and just break down. Like I was doing a speech and I looked over and she was crying. It's a mother. She was crying. And then another mother was she was blowing her nose. I was like, you know, it's like I was just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like these words are impactful. They mean something. I'll give you another cool story, though. I was I was with my brother Styles P, you know, today's 420 to all the stoners, right? Yes. I was with Styles P. It's so ironic guy, I mentioned that right now. Shout out to uh, We were at a right, we were at a show. We were rocking. I was rocking with the ghosts. And I see these, you know, these ladies is all in the front, you know, the fans, everybody's going crazy. But this is this is one girl, right? She's like crying. She's like going, I've seen them cry for, for my brothers, you know, they're legends, right? No, she ain't crying for me. At least in my mind, she's not she definitely crying for Styles, though. So she gets closer. Like they they let her get closer, like to the stage. Now I'm standing up, so I'm looking down. She's reaching like this for my hand. All right. So I put my hand, yo. She says to me, Thank you for talking about your son. Mm. That blew me away. I'm going to tell you what, we had a hip hop. This had nothing to do with autism. I'm not here to do none of that. It was just, she seen me and she reacted as a mom. You know what I mean? And she was crying for me, dog. She was crying for me. Wow. Like that touched me because it was like, again, somebody is receiving your message. Yes. Your message is inspiring somebody. Your message is motivating someone. You're, you're letting people know that they aren't actually a no. Look at this cool hip-hop guy connected with legends. He don't have to do this. He's letting us know that he rocks with us. Mm. And, and for that is what spurs me on. It makes me keep going. It drives me. You know what I mean? So, But definitely it's a real moment. And, and just like you said, that was my thinking. You said it perfectly. Um, I have to level up. Now I have to really, you know what I mean? I have their attention. And I learned that from a musical standpoint, every crowd isn't going to be receiving, right? Mm. But there's always going to be a guaranteed of at least one person in that crowd that's going to rock with you, that loves mm. what you're doing, flaws or not. And as an MC, you have to focus on that. You have to f- zone in on that love. So, you know, here we are. That's what we're doing. And I appreciate you saying that because from a business owner's perspective, (laughs) we always talk about how I don't care to appeal to the 90%. 
that's not my yeah. ideal clientele. That's not my niche, right? I just want that small five to five to ten percent that understand the vision, that understand what I'm doing. I don't care to have millions and millions of followers because if I have ten people who are solid, or twenty, or fifty, right? Yeah. People that basically understand your true vision and will, will, like you said, vibe with that, rock with that. That's all I care about. Because if I impact just one person, who knows who they go on uh, to impact, right? right? And so I love the fact that you talked about that because we we preach that all the time, (laughs) you know, on our podcast and everything. I love that. So, guys, if you are watching this live, we've got quite a bit of of chat going here. So I definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, But if you have questions for snipe life let us know i want to talk about the song man because i was listening to this uh this morning it's um, gonna come through though i don't know if it's gonna come through on our end but uh, let, let's at least talk about it let's make them listen man so first of all the whole warriors intro was that your kid who did no. that no mm-hmm. okay but first of all like that's i mean you mean what like as far as what you heard or just yeah. putting this no, I mean, you know, either, either, either one. That's no, I mean, if you guys hadn't catch that, if anybody, for anybody is listening, the intro world listen. Yeah, we gonna make the whole world listen. Make them listen. Puzzle life, pay attention. It's from the movie The Warriors. So there's a there's a scene, you know, again, this is a classic, yeah, you know, uh movie. There's a scene where he's telling them to come out to play. So we I just wanted to use that as an intro because as far as i'm concerned any parent that steps in that batter's box day in and day out whether they get struck by the pitch or they trying to hit the home run they don't never give up and they don't only just advocate for their child they they want to see the development of all our children those are warriors so i wanted to address this is for all the warrior parents the moms the dads the bonus moms the bonus dads you know what i mean so they're all warriors so yeah, we just wanted to just kind of you know give them a calling card. Yeah, I, I was listening to it last night. I was like, or did something happen because I had the TV on too? And I was like, so it's a very interesting thing. But it's one of those things that for my when I edit podcasts, when I'm doing everything and mixing the music and whatnot, as we're going through the conversation, it's such an interesting thing to see that final outcome to what you're producing. And that's one thing I got to give a shout out to Jaqueen. We were talking last night and she brought up the fact that your son did the production work for the music. Is that Oh right? yeah, so we could, like so so let's let's take a step back real quick, right? So before make them listen, there's Puzzles in the Sky, right? Mm-hmm. So Puzzles in the Sky is my first uh dedication to autism um hip hop album. Now this is the album that started with just one song and my son uh he's very intricate with music if you look on his ipad you'd think he's an old soul because he has all types of music he has mm-hmm. his mom music he has his dad music and i like to pride myself because my son is my biggest fan like you said i don't care about 90 million fans <laughs> my son is because rain sleet or snow no matter good day bad day my son is bumping my music he yeah. goes on and he plays he just types in my name and everything comes out he goes through everything though everything so we started this this process of i let i i would i would be in the crib and i have a unique way of how i create music because i don't write rhymes so i don't literally jot the stuff down it just gets jotted in my head Mm -hmm. so 
even if I'm not in the studio, right? I could be in a career. I'll be playing just beats production. And my son, his name's Jaden, by the way, keep saying my son, Jaden would come into where, where I'm playing the music and he would just come in with all, you know, come in with all his stuff, toys, whatever. He's, he just set himself up. You know, he's, no, yo, dad, can I hang out here? Just now. Nah. All right. We know what's going on. Right. So I, I'm, you know, never mind. And I'm, you know, I'm contemplating with lyrics or whatever. And I just happened to glance over at him and he was rocking to this one joint. I was like, you like this? And he's telling me, yeah, I like that, dad. Like, that's dope. So I was like, all right. So I was like, all right, that's one, right? So I played another beat, same thing, right? So I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me try something. <laughs> so I on a beat that I purposely felt was dumb whack, right? Played the beat. I looked over at him. It's not even moving. He's just looking right back at me like, when are you going to play the next beat, Dad? <laughs> and I'm like looking at him like, that's the beat. He's looking back at me. So I was like, mm, maybe not that one. Went back to another rack, record, right? Now, this is where I knew. So I had to go back and forth because I had to see if he was just saying yes to anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I went back to this this one record, which became the lead single, right, off the album. Played his record. He's back vibing. He's like this. So he's so I was like, this the so he goes like this. So I was like, this the one from a this. Like he's on the other side of the room. Jay, this the one. He's like, so I was like, cool. So it went from there, just fast forward, it went from there. To me, actually bring him to the D Block studio, right? I used to bring him from time to time. All time, if you see my post, I have Kiss, I have Styles. They holding up the autism shirts, and you know, this is again. My son was a little kid with long braids. You know what I mean? Now he's taller than me. It's fifteen years. My son is sixteen years old, y'all. So now we're in the studio. I put him at the board. Same thing, and he just and it went from one to two to four to six. I was like, you know what? Because I heard, you know. I've heard people make a song about autism. I've heard people make a song about their life with autism. Super dope. Kudos to those people. But again, I have a bigger mission. I'm not just doing it for my son. I'm doing it for your son. I'm doing it for his daughter. Those are all my nieces and my nephews adopted. You're on the spectrum. Warrior dad is a warrior uncle. I don't play when it comes to nobody's kids on the spectrum. Do not play with me when it comes to our babies. Right? So I said, you know what? We're going to make a song for everybody. So here we have it. Ten songs in. Jaden is right here in the driver's seat. My son, he's nonverbal, but guess what? He's he's composing how these records get played. He picked which songs to go where in the playlist. I didn't mm -hmm. do anything. I just put the lyrics and I let him do the rest. His name is on the paperwork. He is the executive producer. My publishing goes to him. My publishing goes to my publishing is in my kids' names. I don't get money from rap. So you guys know now I don't get money. I have a long, extensive career where I just kind of played with one foot in the mainstream and one foot in the street. I kind of purposely did that. Right. But I'm just giving you all my track record as an MC. I don't make money off rap. My son does. My daughter does. Right. So Puzzles in the Sky was the start of so many different things because I felt like it was the door that bridged the gap between mm. our common community and the hip hop community. Right. You know what I mean? And again, kudos to the parents, but I've heard them make one song or two songs. This is a whole album for everybody's song, everybody's son, everybody's daughter. You know what I mean? I'm proud that my son played such an intricate part because without him, it would only been two songs to mm -hmm. be honest. 
he kept going. What I tell you, consistency. He kept pushing me like he he wouldn't leave. He wanted to stay and keep listening to more joints. So I said, all right, I'm going to keep playing. Now I got, I'm like, damn, I got to come up with all these rhymes. Because I was, you know, three verses, all right, cool. Another three verses, cool. No, I had to do this 10 times in a row. Mm. And I didn't write none of this stuff down. So you guys got to just understand the process that it took for us to get here. That's why I'm so proud of the project. I'm so proud of him. Because when I'm long gone, this is something that is part of my legacy. Mm. That he could say, I did this. I did this with my dad. My dad put me in the driver's seat. I brought him to the D-Block studio. You understand? These are hip-hop legends. Mm. He got on the microphone that Jada Kiss and Styles P and Sheik Luch got on it. And he talked his stuff. And I have earlier stuff where he's counting because that's the only, if you pull, if you guys go to YouTube and pull up Snipe Life Autism, my very first video, again, this is over 10 years ago, guys. I've been doing this, right? He could only count. That's the only thing you could hear him do clearly, verbally at that time. So I put him on a record and I let him count to 10. And then I started the record. <laughs> and then we fast forward. We did a whole album, right? And now we can fast forward. We back to make them listen. So this all this happened before we even got to make them listen. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing, man. Um, that journey. Yeah, and we've got some people talking in the chat here saying, believe in me. So Matthew's favorite song, you know. Oh, yeah, that's my nephew. Yeah, yeah. So what I appreciate, man, like, because I've been a hip hop head forever, right? But I listen to a lot of different music and stuff like that. I just have an appreciation for how it's formulated, listening and pulling the different sounds, different instruments. Mm. This beat on this song goes hard, right? Mm. And I, I think that when you, you're like, oh, it's an autism rap song or a rap <laughs> about autism, it doesn't connect for people. And then they kind of think, well, I don't know if this, you know, to me, that's not my thing. I'm like, no, you need to listen to this, right? Thank and you, so bro. when you hear it, like, first of all, the Warriors intro, uh, <laughs> respect, man, like, because that, that was one of my baby. favorite movies. Yes, but, sir. As soon as that beat drops, but it's so much more because the message in your lyrics, um, you know, and I have a, a bigger appreciation, I think, for that than more so the instrumental um, and, and the beat because I'm a poet and a writer. And mm. so, you know, my cousin was a really good freestyle rapper, he used to be um, part of kind of before it is what it is now where all these guys have time to do written. Right. It was all off right. the head right? and used to do all these battles. But he, he used to tell me all the time, he's like you are clearly a better writer. And I was like, there's no way, because in my mind, watching him battle, watching him freestyle right. was like the goal. But for me, I could never find my cadence. I could never find my voice, you know, in performance. Right. So for me, I was just kind of like, maybe I'll ghostwrite for you. Yeah, ghostwriters get a nice bag. But they do. They do. <laughs> more than the person that's rapping it, just for the record. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've written, I've written um, for yeah. a few people. I've written so, things and yeah, I was surprised. Like, wow, I got paid more than you did. And I, <laughs> yeah. Another person says, I've never cried listening to an entire album before uh, this, which is huge, you know, because mm. when you can listen to something and you just vibe with it so much, that's a mm. hard thing to find. Mm. Right. Absolutely. There are very few albums where people can actually go and listen to every single song. You know, Absolutely. I, gosh, I may have maybe five off the top of my <laughs> head that i can think of right where i, right, I don't mind listening right. to it from front to end so right. to have that that's pretty amazing but no i just wanted to let you know what that like when i listened to not only the lyrics of what you put mm -hmm. in there but the beat itself and then to hear how all of this came together man it's 
Yeah, man. Let me let me shout out my brother, man. My good brother, Midtown, man. Midtown, right? Is a is a warrior dad of a little princess, right? My niece, Courtney, right? What is so cool about this whole brotherhood is that, like, I met this brother just randomly through probably some people, you know, he wanted to interview me, right? And when we talking about autism, awareness, and acceptance, we can't forget the acceptance part, guys. When we're talking about this, it's never an interview. It's always a conversation with me. And I, and I express this to my brother. We had a conversation about three years, maybe a little more than three years ago. And today we're still having that conversation, which is so cool. He's a fearless dad. He's a fearless warrior dad. Again, we live in New York City, Times Square. There are millions of people throughout the day. This brother would go out there with a bullhorn in the rain and just talk about autism acceptance. Mm. And I just thought that was so dope, so fearless of him. I just made sure that we kept our brotherhood. Like, I didn't want to just blow them off, you know, like just somebody reaching it. I just, I felt the story and his compassion. And long story short, as I, as I fast forward, actually the Make Them Listen record was his record. He's not really a rapper though. You know what I mean? It's not established. You know, it's not, you know, you don't have a domain with fans, you know. So he made this pretty much just for the love. Mm. But I felt like it was bigger than that. So in case you guys didn't know this story, let me just give it to you. I, I told him because the record was just like a freestyle over a YouTube beat. Somebody else's record. It's not even his beat. Right. So there's no way you could put this out. Right. So when I heard the record, I said, nah, nah, we're going to do. I'm getting on that record. I chose to get on that. I didn't have to get on that record. I chose to get on that record. I created the narrative with the Warriors. and all. I changed what he had. He just basically had it which was super fire. That's why I got on it. If it was right, I would have never got on it. Right. I felt the message was so powerful. Like you said, the message, I said, no, nah, I got to get on this. We got to push this. So I took it back to the studio. I had my producers reproduce the record. So we changed the record. So when you hear the dope beat, I'll, I'll shout out my brother, Light Beats. That's one of my little bros that's a producer. He restringed all the instruments on mm. there. I played in a drum corps. So I agree with you when you say you listen to drum patterns. And yeah. sit, actually played in the drum corps. So I listen to beat patterns and pairs of snare. I play snare. I play quads. So I listen to this type of stuff. Long story short, I had him restring the beats. I had my brother come back to the studio and re-record it. And then I added my verse to it. But I'm the only one that has a domain. Like I have a Spotify. I have a, you know, so it was just put out that way. I don't make nothing off the record. The money goes to his daughter, Courtney, and my son, Jaden. Mm. That's what the record was about as far as the business, but as far as it's bigger than business because it wasn't for the money. We didn't do it because of money. We did it because we wanted to get the message out there. World and I just felt like this was the time to release it because we had this sitting for a little while and my whole autism community, shout out to my puzzle hive, on um, Puzzle Life community, our 8720 um, family, they was all waiting on us. You know what I mean? And I just felt like it was a good time because we know as a parent, I know you can relate to this, April is like everybody can be all they could be about autism. We see the pens, banners, stickers, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then once it go, everything disappears. Yeah. Yeah. And we still got to live this journey, this life. Yeah. We, we did it just to spread, to educate people more. But for us and my autism community, 
every day is April for us. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't we stop. go hard all year round. So make them listen. It's just this is our warrior. If we had something to call our own, this is how we feel as parents. This is what we were aiming for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk to you off offline here, but I think one of the things that we could easily commit to for us to help promote your mission and uh, everyone that's involved is we would love to be able to feature your music on our podcast. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. To be with our guests and, and to, to, to point that in there. And I think that's something easily that we could do to help bring awareness to that. Uh, uh, I appreciate We appreciate absolutely. that. We all would appreciate that. We just, because it's about um, having a conversation. And for those that's listening, I always like to say to people, most people ask, how do you advocate? Um, they watch what we do and they think that that's what you have to do. Hmm. A lot of people are overwhelmed by that because they're not ready for that. Sure. So I want to tell everyone to be an advocate you could do as simple as just having the conversation, not being afraid to talk, educate someone. That's advocating. There you go. You're an advocate. If you can have the conversation, if you can educate someone else that, that's looking on the outside in that may not understand. And we've had scenarios that were told to us that were playbacks of conversations that we, my brother and I have had that people were listening, that's not connected to autism, that found themselves in situations and they were able to step in because of what they learned from us mm -hmm. and, and change situations, right? Yeah. So that's advocating. Like just, and we wanna, we wanna show all the parents that it's cool, it's okay. Like um, we want you to have the courage to tell your story because I always say, do not let statistics tell your story. Your mm -hmm. story be genuine on its own. Do not sit back quiet and just let the numbers speak for you because we're so much more than those percentages. We're oh, so much more than those numbers. Let's go. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we talked about all the time is just, you got to be authentic. So my son just came in from school. This is real live. This is Jaden right here. Y'all come say what's, what's up. Jaden. Say what's up. What's up? <laughs> nice to meet That's you. Man. My boy. That's my boy, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, Jaqueen had talked about that you've got the launch of your nonprofit. So I know we've got that piece for any people, uh, anybody that wants to support you have that route. And then also sometime, I think this summer you're coming out this way. And Jaqueen was talking about the fashion show that's taking place. And uh, Jaqueen was talking, there's also some bags that they're putting together that if uh, people want to help out, they can donate, get a bag with some different things inside of it. For the nonprofit, now that it's up and live and whatnot, what do you envision with that? And then with coming out here, having the show, the fashion show and whatnot, where do you see this going forward as this is taking place and as these uh, pieces are coming together and building upon each other? So first off, I gave you guys the story about my first hip hop album, right? Puzzles in the Sky. So my nonprofit actually was inspired by my album. So the nonprofit formally is called Puzzles in the Sky, Inc. Puzzles in the Sky, Inc., everybody. That's my nonprofit. Our mission, there's a few things there, but our main mission is a story I'll share with you guys. In my city, where I grew up at in Yonkers, New York, there was a situation that happened a few years ago, maybe like somewhere between three to four years ago at the most. Um, there was a situation where... There was a get together. There was a gathering. 
the gathering, you know, like cookout type of thing. Everybody's outside. The location was in an area that had actually the Hudson River. Like it's like a whole river is like literally over a banister. Like you can look over the banister and look down in the pier. It's the Yonkers Pier. So the water's there. Right now. I can't speak for all, obviously, but for, for most to average, at least the ones that I've encountered or read about, uh, most autistic children have this infatuation with water. We've had so many stories. I tell people all the time, what you got to do is Google autism and drowning. You'll see a million stories of children that have got away from their, their caretakers, their parents or what have you. They found themselves to waters infatuated by it, found themselves in the water, drowned. So many stories. It's not a secret. It's not taboo. It's not an old thing. It happens so often. Unfortunately, this happened in my city. A young boy infatuated on the spectrum, went over the banister, fell in the river. A brother, good brother, man, God bless his soul, not related to the child, just was there as a patron at this event, at this gathering, seen what was going on, jumped in the water to save him, saved the little boy, and the current took him away, and he drowned. So he lost his life saving a child on the spectrum mm. that hit home for me. I took it very personal. I didn't really like the fact that my city didn't big him up enough for it, for being a hero to our kids. So my initiative with this nonprofit is we've created a swimming initiative. Um, we're going to be naming him, naming it after the brother. His name is Scoop. Rest in peace, Scoop. Um, we're calling them the super scoop swimmers. Mm. Right now, my son is a, is a super scoop swimmer. I'm blessed my son actually can dive, jump in the water. He can handle himself in the mm. water. So I'm going to use my son, obviously, as an example to show, like, this is in my backyard. So it's not like I'm advocating for something. It's like, because it looks cool to do, this is my real life. And my son can actually help and inspire the other kids on the spectrum and the parents to see, like, his son is on the spectrum. He can swim. Wow. Like, let's, let's get all our babies these swimming lessons. I feel like swimming is a life skill. You should not have to pay for a life skill. A special needs parent should not have to pay for a life skill. So parents, I know we have IEPs. We're all familiar with IEPs because we have children on the spectrum. We need to push this initiative in our IEPs because that's my main mission. My main mission is to have swimming on the IEPs as a life skill. So, of course, we're going to be focusing on cognitive, social independence. We're going to be focusing on all these things. My son is 16. He's not a little baby all cute. Oh, when they become young adults, they get a little more tabooish to the public mm -hmm. because it's like he's a grown man. Like, yo, he's a grown man. No. So I have to make sure I have something in place for for my son and people at my son's age. But the one thing that doesn't discriminate from any age is swimming. And there's no there's no initiative that focuses on that because of the reason mm. some programs may have swimming great we need as many as we can get but if you have you heard my story just now this personal story of why i'm inspired to do it in my city start and take this worldwide is because of that reason and bigger than that which i didn't hear anyone talk about is advocating about these ieps i've sat as a parent, I've sat in so many teacher conference meetings, so many IEPs. There's no parents show up to school. There's no, and then you got an IEP meeting full of people with this degree, that degree, you know. But I always tell the parents, life experience trumps all the degrees you could get. I don't care. You come in there and try to be all smart. I don't want to hear that because I live this life every day. And the parents need to have that confidence to know they just read this stuff off of books. They don't really have the full you. They value you. 
So you got to be that mouth. So you got to speak up for what you think that your child needs. You know what I mean? And again, not to drag it and go all crazy, but puzzles in the sky ain't. This is what we advocating for. We're going to get our babies to be able to swim. If they find themselves, unfortunately, getting away from someone and getting in water, we want our babies to know how to handle themselves in that water. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the sky. I love that. And and, and what's interesting is that, like you said, there are zero life skills being introduced in the IEPs. Everything is like, well, do they really need to ride the bus? Do they need the speech therapy? We can probably cut it down to eight hours instead of. Yeah, they're just trying to cut corners. Right. Right. Exactly. So I love that. Let me know. Let us know if we can help with the initiative to maybe try and do something out here. Oh, Um, I'd love to. Yes. um, As we're thinking here, I actually have, I think, a really great connection. Uh, It's a startup company. Can't necessarily say what they've what they're working on uh, live because I did have an NDA, but um, (laughs) but it it, it aligns, I think, a lot with what you're trying to do. uh, And they're in those beginning stages. So if there's maybe some collaborative effort between here and New York. Could fast forward that process and to get you guys maybe on that, I think aligns exactly with what you're doing. So I will definitely uh, reach out to just to kind of set up another meeting in regards to that as well. Whatever um, we can do to push to keep the, you know, the initiative and the journey, we need as many as we can get, you know, and, and that's the thing I just want to say to everybody out there that has an organization. I mean, I did realize that I've seen, we need to really be strength in numbers guys. Like, a lot of organizations kind of like try to just shy away. It's like parents. Like when you meet parents in the community, they like, yo, they all for it. But then they kind of shy back into their, you know, into their comfort bubble, you know. But we, in order to change laws, in order to influence politicians and elected officials, we need the strength in numbers. We need more people to stand with us so that they can see, like, these people are not playing, like, it's like, it's kind of like, I don't want to say, but it's kind of like, like, let's not be selfish. You know, like, let's think about legacy. Let's think about things that we can leave behind that will make a mark. Here we are 30 years later. We still talk about Dr. Martin Luther King. We talk about Malcolm X. We talk about all of these great activist initiatives years after they're gone. Like, I want to be that guy. I want people to talk about, yo, this was so cool, Puzzle the Sky. And they teamed up with this guy and this company and, and they brought all of this awareness and it's one in 44. It may be lower than that. So what are we going to wait for till it's in your backyard? Don't wait till it's in your backyard. Right. You know what I mean? Let's take the stand now so that we can have something for these babies. There's a lot of young parents. They uneducated. They're in denial. They're coming up through the ranks. We need a system in place. It's so much I want to talk to you about. Police. It's so much stuff, bro. I don't want to just drag it, but no, you see no, where my good. Passion. Well, you know, where my mind goes with the, the initiative, the nonprofit and what's being put out here. I don't know how in depth you are with like the crypto space and the NFT space. And Man, I need free. to have a conversation with somebody about that, brother. That's a fact. Yeah. So it's it's such an interesting thing because there's a couple of projects that I'm part of. Just the movement and the community that can be built with that. And then the the pushing out and the expansion of what that is. So it's just very interesting just how somebody starts delving in, you start hearing what's taking place and just what can take place by having somebody have the conversation. And then there's potentially somebody that will listen to this and I'll talk to the different individuals that I have and potentially see if there's something 
that we could do or see if there's a way for the collaboration piece. So that's well, uh, my mind. I'm already thinking <laughs> oh. like we got puzzle NFTs, yeah. right? And then to mint them, you, you can get either maybe uh, some custom art on there. You can maybe get some background music, some beats on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe right, a right. full song on those things, right? And we get this entire movement in the crypto space and the NFT space for the puzzle life, for the warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. We we got to have a conversation <laughs> about this uh, for sure, for sure. Real briefly, I don't want to forget about this because this is uh, super exciting. We've got a movie coming out slated on Netflix. Yeah, man, I'm waiting for these guys with the politics. Enough with the, you know, like for me, I'm like, all right, enough with the back and forth. Let's just. <laughs> You know, my character is the main character, so I'm real excited for people to see how I kind of handle myself on the screen. Uh, I, you know, it was acting was one of those things that I always knew I could do. I just didn't really have the opportunity. And then the opportunities that I had in the past, I felt like they weren't up to par. It wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was such a bigger uh, influence acting on the screen because I'm an MC. I'm an entertainer. I know how to control the crowd. You know what I'm saying? It's called Onyx. You know, we'll start there. It's called Onyx. Again, I don't want to give up too much because, you know, NBAs and, you know, we're waiting to get the final thing. But, yeah, it should be on one of these. Let me just say one of these streaming or home streaming services, whether it be Netflix or Amazon Prime. or But that's where, you know, the good, that's where we're kind of landing. This isn't like a YouTube web, web series which I was informed before I started because I didn't want to do YouTube web series. So, but this, this is just another urban tale. It's a lot of action. Um, it's, it's, it's really dope. I really did my thing, not to toot my own horn, but I did my thing. Um, I had someone reach out to me through mutual friends. One of the writers from um, the other Netflix joint called Top Boy. They was interested in just seeing how my character developed and how I handled in the situation. So for potential roles. So I think acting would be something really dope for me. So, I, again, I just I'm excited for it to come out. You guys will be the first. I'll make sure you guys get the trailer. I have a trailer, but I'm not supposed to let it go yet. Unfortunately, it sucks. I'm telling you guys, I've been talking about this thing. The pandemic kind of pushed us back. So we're a little behind schedule. Just definitely look forward to it. Again, just for the record, it's called Onyx. I'm one of the main guys in it. And I'll be, it's like a, it's like a movie that spins into a series. Awesome. We're excited, man. Um, especially after, you know, having this time uh, with you today to learn more about it. Corey wants you to DM, <laughs> uh, DM her that trailer. See um, me. <laughs> And I guess that would lead to, again, my mind always starts immediately going to what's next, right? Collaboration, you know, all these different things. So with the movement that you're a part of and that you're creating, right, with this tribe, have you thought of maybe kind of putting out a documentary that talks about everything from the beginning? To Absolutely. With all this Absolutely. Stuff? Absolutely. Um, I have some footage now. I have some footage. I was already doing that. We were just documenting Jaden's journey. And a lot of the, the events, you know, we've we've done a lot of events. You know, I, I, I've just tried to do my part, you know, again, as a dad. There's a lot of dads that are not in their kids' lives, unfortunately. But even more so with a special need. Because, again, we're not looking for people that's, that, that's not connected to this life. The message is that 
we're not asking you guys to feel sorry for us or kiss our ass or put us on a pedestal. We just want you guys to understand that what it takes for us as a parent, it's far more intricate details than what a regular parent would have to go through. The things that we have to go through before we even get out the door, the sleeping disorders, the eating disorders, the meltdowns, like, you know, so we just we just ask the rest of the community to have the compassion for the, the everyone's aware of, of things that's going on. But, you know, the compassion shows that you accept that this is our place in the community. We have to, this is our role, you know, and we, it takes a village. We need, like, I come from the era where if we outside and we cutting up and bugging out, my friends' parents would come and whoop our behinds. <laughs> the community policed itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so-and-so's mom would catch you. You know not to be, you know, it don't got to be your parents. So, right. like, with our special needs kids, it's like we need to the, the look out because sometimes we have runners. Yeah, You know, they, they get away and we need people to know the signs and, you know, know how to, you know, synchronize, um, pay attention to certain details and make certain reactions to save a lot of situations from, you know, being worse than what they could be. You know what I mean? So I just I just want people to understand that part, that that's what we just want the compassion because parents do go through a lot. You know what I mean? I think overall it's just, you know. Like you said, the collaborations, man, it's, it's just like for me, man, that's the ultimate goal for me. Because I can't do it by myself. Right. I can't. I can't save the whole world. Like I, you know, I can't inspire. Maybe I can inspire the world, but I can't. I need help. I need more dads. I need. You know what I mean? And we we need more people to be like on board with us, to stand with us, so that they can see like, I right, this is a community that you guys are not gonna play with. You're not gonna overlook them. My friends, they do stuff in the community all the time. Kudos to them. But it doesn't. It doesn't bring the special needs fans. Our special needs fans live right in the same communities. Turkey drives and this and that. They're not coming out for that. You know why? Because it's stemming, the sensory. It's too much loud. It's too the kids, people looking. So we got to have at least something for them. Let them come first before the rest. Like something like where we, you know, and that's where I just want to change the narrative at. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and again, maybe you guys have already done this. So, um, and again, I want to take up a whole lot of your time, but have you guys had any success connecting with some of these larger organizations? I know that there's been kind of some highs and lows and a lot of negative space towards maybe autism speaks. And yeah, let me, let me just say this real quick, so. right? I want to be politically correct, right? All right. I choose my verse words very wisely. According to my experience, this is my life. I can't compare it to anyone else's lives, but I will say this for my, for my situation. My personal thing is that, and it's not an opinion. I argue with anybody, whatever, but this is my thing. Not for, it's not for everybody. Sure. Vaccines changed my son, man. Mm-hmm. Vaccines changed my son. I don't want to go. I don't care what nobody says. We're not going to pull out whatever I got to pull out, show you receipts. Mm-hmm. But vaccines changed my son, first mm-hmm. of all. Okay. Now, I don't say vaccines change everybody's kids because everybody has their own scenario. A lot of people agree with me. I will tell you that. I've seen people that don't agree with me. That's cool. Now, I say that to say this. I was a part of this organization, Autism Speaks. I'm going to put it out there because if you listen to the song, make them listen. Yes, I did throw a dart at them. I did throw a shot at them because that's the only way they're going to hear me. Cause they not listening. They not, they too big to listen to little old me, but hip hop influenced the world and y'all ain't got enough bars over there for me first personally. So now 
I was a member of Autism Speaks for a number of years. And I want people to understand, because there's a lot of people with Autism Speaks. They rock. All right, that's cool. You had a good experience. I had a bad experience. And explain it so you understand why I stand where I stand. I've raised thousands of dollars for this organization. We've done walks at MetLife with the Mets. We've done walks at Central Park. We've done walks at Grand Central. We've um Central Park. We've done walks. We've done events. Autism Speaks. They come out. They they give you this psychological narrative that you're in competition with the next family. Maybe you guys don't see it, but if you look mm. bigger, why do we have to have teams? Why is it team this and team that? Now the team is like is kind of like. We doing some sports shit here, right? You got a team, I got a team, we got to raise the most money. Oh, we got to, oh, our team is. So it's like, I just felt like they put us under the puppet strings of going at each other to whoever makes the most money. We give them all the money. And you know what they gave us in return? A piece of paper saying, thanks for coming out. They never came back to my neighborhood. They never spent none of that money back into our neighborhood. They never sent my son a gift, nothing. They took our money and they said, all right, thank you. Here's a letter. We'll see you next year. And I did this for three years in a row. And then I said, wait a minute. We don't made these people dinner $20,000. I'm just one family. There's hundreds of families here. How much money did they really make? Right. What are y'all doing with the money? Oh, it's for more research. Oh, it's for more research. Um, we, we try to find a cure for autism. You can't tell a parent that, dog. I'm sorry. You can't tell a parent that. And the, the president or the owner, whoever... His narrative that came out of his mouth was that it's genetics. I heard it came out of his mouth. He said it, you're genetic, you're born with it. If you listen to Puzzles in the Sky, it's very informative because I'm not just rapping. I have excerpts on there from mm. real situations. Dr. William Thompson, you guys can Google him. He lied on the pediatric report with the, with the race that autism causes in black babies and white babies. He lied about the numbers, though. Mm. We have less resources in these communities, so these batches of shots or whatever that's coming in. these It's like they pick and choose. You're not getting the best batch of the shots. I'm sorry. This is just my experience. So I say that to say I was very disappointed with Autism Speaks because of that. So when I did Puzzles in the Sky, I reached out to Autism Speaks. I explained my story. I told them who I was. They act like they didn't know who I was. They left me on scene. They ignored us. When I dropped this album, I explained to them how my son played a part in this album. That really bothered me because they spit me off. They like they didn't care. So I'm going to make y'all listen then. That's what's going to happen. And, and, and I'm not going to be loyal and go hard for something that don't care about me because mm. they didn't show me by they didn't do nothing. They never came back into the community. You see them once a year. This is why I always talk sorry. about business <laughs> come out and they come out on fire mm -hmm. because of stuff like this. Right. I've never known anybody yeah. to become a business owner because they were groomed into it. They come out of it because of spite, because they can do it better, because they can do it faster, because they can do it more efficiently for half the cost, whatever. So I love this passion that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I did hear the dart that you threw, which is kind of part of the reason why I wanted to spark this. I, and I apologize <laughs> that. No, I, no. But it's so important no. because the same experience that you're having a lot of people are having that same yeah. very experience and in their so mind came to me, bro. Yeah. They're thinking like, Oh, we're raising awareness for a good cause. Well, where's the money going to? There's never been anything to showcase where that money is actually going to. I hate to say so this goes bigger than that, bro. He says one thing. Now their ambassador of the thing said that her son is cured from it. Mm. 
So I'll, now hold on. See, I'll pull receipts. I don't care who you are. I'll pull your card when it comes to this because I'm passionate. I'm willing to stand and die for what I believe in. Right. Right. And Tony Braxton is the world ambassador of Autism Speaks. She said her son is ill, cured. Now, this is the problem that I have. Because of certain tax brackets of celebrity or famous, we get shunned away from a lot of things. So many therapeutic remedies and things they just assume we can't afford, so they don't even mention it to us. There's so many things that these people with different, different tax brackets have uh, access to that some people in the urban communities don't. Mm. So who am I to say that your son is not cured? I would never argue with some like you're the, you're the parent, but as a parent, when I hear stuff like that, I just feel it's just so ignorant to say. I feel it's ignorant because again, the numbers are not lying. We know how how many of you can you say that? How many people can say that versus how many people can't? It's right. a huge different gap. It's a Absolutely. huge. So how do we connect with those? They don't care to. You see what I'm saying? They don't care to connect with us. And again, the fact that I reached out to these people and I sent my heart on my sleeve with this long, passionate letter and the album and pictures and, and videos. I've done I've done events with Adidas. I was the first one to talk about autism with Adidas at an event that they sponsored. Again, you've seen the awards. I give back to the city. We've done we've done fashion shows. We've done cold drives. We've done food. Guess what? Out of my own pocket. Nobody gives me nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, wow, we've given so much to these people. And this is how they say thank you to me. Like, this is how you're going to thank me. This is how you're going to think. Because now I'm taking it personally. That's how you're going to do my son. Mm. And think about that as a parent. When you put your child in, like, you're just going to diss my kid. You see how that, that infuriates me. It yeah. makes me want to go hard. It makes me want to show them and prove them wrong that you can't do people like that because we go hard for y'all. Yeah, we gonna make the whole world listen. We go hard for this thing of ours. You know what I mean? You can't do that to us. So puzzles in the sky, autism speaks is cheap. Y'all need to talk to us. Let's go. Well, <laughs> I, I the the passion with this, honestly, because if we don't speak up, if there's things that are taking place because that's the thing like these bigger corporations these bigger organizations because they've had so much time to build up it's hard for people to see past the the flaws and whatnot and so by having somebody that's as passionate and as driven that's going to lead the charge that's going to light the fire to have a bigger change because if people don't speak up change doesn't take place See, look at hip-hop right look at hip-hop when jada kiss went up against 50 cent 50 Cent has way more money than Jada Kiss. But did you think the money is what influenced the people? He had the people. He had the streets. He had the people. So that overruled the commercialness. So what I'm saying is what we say here is like, because you this big corporation, you think that you you just can do that to people and not and nothing happened to you. You know, like there's no repercussions. But when you go and you and you're from that soil, when you're from that cloth, you're from that pain, that struggle, that journey that so many families can relate to. They get behind that. And that's a rally cry. Like a boxer coming to the ring. What's this theme music? Make them listen. It's our theme music. We just saying, hold up. Everybody hold up. Stop. Y'all thought autism was just this thing. Wait, like you said, I'm so glad you said that. When people think about how do you make a song about autism? Here you go. I'm giving y'all the blueprint. I yeah. gave y'all a few blueprints. I gave you a whole album. This is how you do it. This is a way. And then we gave y'all make them listen. Me and my brother Midtown. We showing y'all. This is because we could make it cool. 
This is a song you can play in the club. You're like, oh, this is vibe. It's a vibe. It's not like I think people think you was just gonna get up there and start preaching to have a lecture over a beat. <laughs> nah, this is real rapping. We bars. I'm a march. I'm a barge man. So it's like this is something you can actually pay. Don't pay attention to nothing other than just listening to the music itself. Let the music dictate for you what the message is. You know, and that's what we, you know, that's what we aim for. I'm gonna put this in my calendar because it's it's easy to remember. 42022, right? Me. One right. year from now, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this video. Facts, facts. What I what I envision from what I'm hearing, not just from the passion alone, but you know the the talent, the music, all all these things are there. So I don't know. Gosh, it must have been probably about ten years ago when Christian rap started to really take off. Right, you started getting mm. these guys like Lecrae, you know, Takashi mm. and his crew. And I remember that first time I heard his album it hit really hard and everyone's like christian rap doesn't hit hard right, right. used to something and then it wow. started coming out and we're like whoa this is really serious right so i feel like that this right here with is a movement mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. not just music it's not just and and i really feel like that like one year from now people are gonna be like wow i did not know that people or these rappers who are really into community and making these movements like you got to hear this guy he raps about autism but it's crazy right in and a way that this is going to be the start of yeah. that so from one yeah. year from now we'll come back to this and then be like Super dope. You know, but, but again i mean you've been building this you said 15 16 years right so you know. so it's you know for me i'm i'm grateful that i'm able to see an an era a, a, a space and time now where there's more advocates, just more people. Cause you guys got to remember if you think back, you know, when I first started, no one was really having a conversation, right? right. There was no one for me to relate to. There was no one for me to relate to. So I just had to just go off of what my own, you know, now to see that there are other people and their stories are coming out and meeting people. Look, I'm having a conversation with you guys. Like for me, it's so dope because We've come so far from not really being accepted, you know, and we're not all the way there because, again, parents, same thing. IEP means they tell you, oh, you, your child, you're meeting the milestones and all that. And it's like you're supposed to breathe a sigh of relief and fall back. No, parents, you got to stay on it because guess what I did when they say, oh, James, he's a speech. Yeah, well, guess what? Thank you. We appreciate it. We want more speech. Mm. They say, oh, it's physical. Yeah, we want more. We want more. We just and they kept looking at us like. Uh, okay, like like you can't settle for less. Right. Always want more. Never give them the impression that you're satisfied. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I got those swim I, lessons. Right, right. So I just to <laughs> it's a fact. A fact. Yeah. Yeah. No. So as as we're finishing up here, and I, it's these type of conversations that it's like, man, if we could just keep going forever. Never. I know, I know, bro. But we want to honor your time because honestly, we're very grateful that we have had the opportunity to have the conversation. Just because we started, we we never thought we'd ever get here having a conversation with somebody like yourself, Snipe. So we do honestly appreciate you jumping on, coming joining with us. As we're wrapping up here, what's that one last thing or a couple things that you just want people to leave with? Maybe stun them and have them think, and you're like, all right, cool, let's walk away, come back to this conversation later and see where you're at at that time after just thinking about it. Right, man. I mean, the message is in itself, man. You know, you know, just just want people to know, like, again, um, I want to leave you guys with this. Hip-hop analog, analog right? Styles P said a line. The only thing that matters when you die is what they thought of you. Mm. 
right? Now, this is in amongst of a bunch of ill bars, but that line stood out to me, right? Mm. And I have, I always leave, like, we, you know, I go live, right, on Instagram every Thursday at four o'clock for over three years, for the past three years. Every Thursday, four o'clock, my brother Puzzle Life, Midtown, and I, we go live, right? And I tell parents all the time, what do you want? How do you want people to view your kids? What type of respect, acknowledgement do you want people to have for your kids when you're gone? Now, the answer to that really is more along the lines of what you do to impact this world before you leave. Well, you will see the results of what you've done when you're gone. You won't really live to see the true results of what you've done until you're gone. So if there's anything that you can hang your hat on, how do you want people to treat your family? How do you want people to treat your kids? You know, so it goes back to that line. The only thing that matters when you die is what they thought of you. So if you're doing things that are influential, that are inspirational, that are motivated, that are changing people's lives, that are helping change and shape narratives, your legacy is already submitted. So when you're gone, your kids, your family members will be treated with the utmost respect for the work that you've done while you were here. And I think that we need to start training ourselves to think about what we're going to leave behind. Because we're so focused on what we're trying to do day to day, how successful we're trying to be, how rich and all of this. But we can't take none of that shit with us. And the one thing more than money that's going to submit your legacy is your influence. Your influence is going to submit your legacy way more than whatever money because they'll blow that money. And they don't give two shit. They'll be blowing that money and forgot about you. Why they blowing your money anyway? <laughs> but your influence, you can't never change, shape, redirect. Changing that your influence is your influence. So I just always like for me, puzzles in the sky, like this is why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. I appreciate the flowers. I appreciate the people that give me kind words that motivates me. I want you guys to know, no matter how big or how little, I know some of the famous rappers, athletes in the world. I treat everybody the same. Whether you not a I don't care who you are. If you're passionate, if you got love, if you support, I got the same love for you. And this is just something that I want to leave behind. It's not even really for now. I already know that. It's a time capsule. So you guys dig this shit up 30 years later, dig up this conversation, our kids' kids, and say, wow, they was going hard for us in 2022. And it'd probably be 2052 by then, but who knows? <laughs> Lord willing, we're going to see most of the change. Lord willing, we'll be able to see more acceptance, to see more you know, of what we're trying to strive for. But this is just... I, I, it's like we're gonna pull out the red carpet when I'm gone. You're gonna cut the ribbon when I'm gone and just speak highly of me, like, because I went hard for y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word up. I love it. No, man. Um, thank you so much for your time. I mean, the, God, there's so many, uh, we call them audio nuggets, right? Yes. Uh, for our podcast, there's so many different pieces. <laughs> I think I like that. if I right. can extract one that just embodies the entire conversation, was Warrior Daddy's Warrior Uncle, right? I mean, you talking about this whole community piece and this collaboration piece. And to me, that speaks volumes. I think that speaks volumes for who you are as a person and what you're trying to accomplish. I feel like that this is really just the first of many conversations that we're going oh, yeah. um, to have and, and to be able to grow and support this. I mean, it's a huge initiative, but it's an important one. And I think that's, that's one cool. that, like you said, after the month of April, kind of falls by the wayside. And if we can change that, so it is a 12 month awareness program that it is a 12 month, 365 days, 24 hours uh, in, a, in a day, right? Because that's what we got to deal with, you know, right. 
as right. were your parents. Right. So, no, I, I love this, man. And again, we thank you so much for your time. Oh, we'll make man. sure that we get all the links out uh, to people. If you guys, if you're watching this, thank you so much for just kind of tuning and shout in. Shout out this. all the shout out all the special needs parents, kids around the world. To have special needs doesn't mean to just have autism. We got nephews in our community that have Down syndrome. Hmm. I have family that I took care of way before this journey. There was with cerebral palsy. Bad. Had to push around my projects with a wheelchair. So my calling was doing this since I was a teenager. I've been doing this type of thing. You know what I mean? So when I say special needs, obviously for me, my, my main passion is autism. But when I say special needs, I'm talking about the whole gang of us. We deep out here. You know what I mean? And we need to acknowledge all of our special needs kids. Yes. Because all great. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uncle Snipe told you so. Warrior <laughs> Mom, salute. We here, baby. Uh, well, actually, we'll also uh, get uh, Jaqueen's information, guys, if you want to contact since um, she does all the bookings. City uh, True Bookings. Yeah. That's right. That's and my thank you so much there. for the opportunity for us to be able to connect. But, yeah, yep. we've got a lot of connections for you, man, and uh, we're super excited. For having a conversation with me, man. I appreciate yeah. you guys, too. Don't let this go over your heads. I don't care how big or small a platform is. When you're passionate and when you're real about something and you stand for something that makes sense, you always play a part in pushing this culture forward. So tap yourselves, pat yourselves on the shoulder because it's people like you that keeps this conversation going for people like me to keep inspiring and to keep influencing. So you play, you guys play a part in this. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. Heard up. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, we're going to show this conversation. I can't help it, man. <laughs> no, no, we appreciate it. So if, if you guys have been following the chat, we'll make sure we get the links in there. Uh, this will be a podcast. We'll get the link out officially for that. Um, and then again, make sure you do your best uh, to support Snipe Life, Spotify, uh, Instagram, you know, all the different platforms to learn more. He said he goes live every Thursday at what three o'clock four o'clock our time your time too okay yeah so <laughs> but yeah i mean you know this is the content that we're trying to bring where it's authentic we, we want the people and, and the stories and this is all about that legacy digging which is what our podcast is about is and you know a lot of people think this legacy is kind of this end game piece which mm. What we're leading up to but it, how are you living that legacy today what are the steps are you taking to be able to get there that's the digging piece that's the piece that really uncovers who you are and it's going to speak volumes for you later so thank you guys for tuning into another episode and uh honestly like this is probably one of my favorite interviews that we've done in the last two and a half years <laughs> Other interviews but yeah. no, it, the, the conversations ultimately last thing in snipe life thank you for just being open and the transparency and the vulnerability and just being being you being a human no doubt no doubt much appreciated again man thank you for having me guys word up guys thank you appreciate it the whole world is makeless puzzle life physical pay attention for babies y'all shout out to the ones that really get it really get it for sorry for the ones who want less